Shaden was he was great the entire second half. You know, I got a little mad at him. He gave up a couple back doors, a couple offensive rebounds, which is unacceptable, you know, for Shaden. We know he's going to be capable of these kind of offensive nights, but I'm demanding a lot from him on both sides of the floor, you know, and when he doesn't, which is what you've seen at the end of the first half, I took him in and scooted out. No, no, this game might be too big for y'all. So I took him right out and let the other guys finish, and they were ready to go and put him back in the second half. You know, I'm always going to, I'm going, I'm going to be consistent with him. So he's going to have these kind of nights where, you know, he carries us, but I don't just coach offense. You know, I coach him. I want him to be a great player. And I think all great, great players play both sides of the ball. And he's young and he's, he's, he's in, the, in that phase where we're trying to mold him, you know, so I'm not going to let up on him. Him or school or these young guys, I can't let up on them because I'll be doing them a disservice. But he's going to be a star, you know, and he's going to appreciate that one day that I did hold him to a certain standard, you know, every single day, you know, because he tells me he wants to be great. Well, there's a price to pay for that, you know. So I'm, I'm going to be consistent with Shaden and all of our young guys. It's just kind of who I am, period. But I'm so proud of him. Don't, don't, I don't want you to take it any other way. I'm proud as hell of him. He played 42 minutes in this game and have to carry us on, on, on the offensive end. I mean, it's not easy, but he's capable. This is Tumani Kamar, and it's time to open up the briefcase with Casey Holdall. Greetings, Blizzard fans, and welcome to the briefcase. Episode 63 of the briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and that was Chauncey Billups discussing Shaden Sharp's performance in Portland's 110-101 victory versus the Detroit Pistons Wednesday night at Little Caesars Arena at the end of a three-game road trip. Shaden Sharp turning in, I don't even think arguably his best game, his absolute best game of his career, particularly his best half of his career in the second half in that comeback game versus the Detroit Pistons. Shaden Sharp scoring 29 points, 26 of those again in the second half on 9 of 16 shooting from the field, 3 of 6 shooting from 3, and 8 of 10 shooting from the free throw line, which is maybe the most important of those numbers, to go with 7 rebounds and 5 assists in 42 minutes. Shaden Sharp doing it all offensively and defensively in that game versus the Pistons. We'll talk about Shaden's development, the road trip, the beginning of the in-season tournament, and Portland's new city jerseys on this edition of The Briefcase. Trailblazers returned back home to Portland after going 2-1 on their first extended road trip of the season, losing to the Philadelphia 76ers to start the trip, but then coming back with consecutive victories versus the Raptors and the Pistons. Obviously, anytime you win games on the road, it's a good thing. You go better than 500 on the road, it's a good thing. So Portland doing both of those things on this last trip. But I think for me, the most impressive part was the way that they won both of those games. Game in Toronto... They weren't down as much as they were in the game versus the Pistons, but definitely trailed, I think, by nine points in the first half, going up against a Raptors team that is not exactly a finished product at this point, but is a much more veteran team than the Trailblazers are, playing in front of their home crowd, and the Blazers were able to get that game by executing and making plays late in the game. Malcolm Brogdon closing that game out offensively for the Trailblazers, team also making some important plays late in the clutch, DeAndre Ayton controlling the boards in that game, 23 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton in that one, a career high for him as well. And so for a young team like the Trailblazers to go into a place like Toronto, to not only come back, but to hold on to the lead in the fourth quarter, to thwart those comeback attempts, for a young team to do that, I think is incredibly impressive. And it really set the stage for what they did two nights later in Detroit. And in that game, the Blazers look good in the first quarter, look absolutely terrible in the second quarter, just getting run out of the gym. 
Chauncey Billups and its staff had talked prior to the game that it was going to be a hustle kind of game. The team that hustled the hardest, the team that brought the right intensity to the game would be the team that win. And he felt like particularly in the second quarter, his team did not do that. Going so far as to bench both Shane Sharp and Scoot Henderson for the final four minutes of the first half because he didn't feel like they were playing the way that he needed them to play. They get into the locker room. It sounds like Chauncey kind of lays into the entire team talking about their effort and their intensity and all the things they had talked about them not going out and doing those things. Team comes back out in the second half and particularly Shaden Sharp comes out with his hair on fire, plays again his best half of his career against a young Piston squad that is in the same place the Blazers are. They're basically in the middle of a rebuild. They've got their pieces, but their pieces are still young. They're still learning how to play. They have a new coach in Monty Williams. It's kind of showing them the ropes as well. And they come out and the Blazers basically flip the entire second half. Pistons shoot better than 50% from both the field and from three in the second half. The Blazers hold them to around 30% or around in the 30s in the second half. And I think 15% from three in the second half. And Shaden Sharp basically goes off. Portland went into the half, I think, trailing by 15. They were down by as many as 18. The Blazers cut into that deficit throughout the entire third quarter, end up taking a one-point lead into the fourth quarter. They get the Pistons into the penalty early. Shaden Sharp really makes a concerted effort to get to the line. He's coming off screens. He's handling the ball quite a bit. At this point, Scoot Henderson had left the game with a rolled right ankle. Still don't know his status going forward. We'll find out about that later on. I don't know if we'll get it before this goes to air, but it will be released sometime on Thursday. So Shaden, playing a lot of point at that point, talked to Malcolm Brogdon about that. Malcolm was like, yeah, I know Shaden really had it going. You want to keep the ball in his hands because he's obviously very hot. So we just go up, set a ball screen, and then let Shaden go to work. Ended up getting a bunch of trips to the line. He went 8 of 10 from the free throw line. As Jeremy Grant in that game as well, both those guys doing a great job of putting the pressure on the defense, putting pressure on the officials to make those calls. And that's something that we haven't really seen out of a whole lot of guys on this roster. You know, Previously, Damian Lillard was a guy who you could always count on to go out and either get to the rim or get a foul call. Now they don't really have one of those guys. Shane Sharp showed in the fourth quarter he could be one of those guys. And as I mentioned in the open there, that might be the most important part of what we saw from Shaden in that game versus the Pistons was his ability to get to the line, to use his athleticism and his skills to force the defense to react to him and give him some very easy opportunities at the free throw line, something that he really hasn't had a chance to delve into a whole lot lately. That's going to be incredibly important. If Shaden can continue to be a guy who can get to the free throw line while also being a devastating scorer at all three levels, that is really going to unlock what he can do, force defenses to play him more honestly and increase his progression to becoming the player that I think a lot of us think he can be by getting some easy opportunities at the free throw line and by being a guy you can look to late in games to say, let's put the ball in Shaden's hands. If defenses are going to go out him, we feel like he has the capability to get to the line, which again, when you're a young team, sometimes the execution, particularly late in games can get pretty tough. So having a guy that can go to the line, keep you afloat from the line is something that is going to be incredibly important for this team going forward, particularly for a young guy like Shaden doing that at just 20 years of age. So much of his game is just being unlocked at this point. So the ability to get to the foul line is one of those things that, again, if he's able to continue to grow in that part of his game, it really unlocks a lot of other parts of his offensive game. But it wasn't just offense in the victory versus the Pistons, as Chauncey Billups alluded to in the open. Shaden making a number of plays 
in that fourth quarter. They called it a block. I don't know if it really qualifies as a block. Killian Hayes had a breakaway, looked like it was going to be a layup. Shaden able to get his hands around Hayes, knocked the ball off of Hayes' leg, turnover. If Killian Hayes had gotten that layup, that gives the Pistons a one-point lead with around four minutes to play. Instead, they're going the other direction. So Shaden Sharp making that happen. I thought that he did a really good job, along with Tumani Kamara, in terms of slowing down Cade Cunningham, who looked fantastic in the first half, not so much in the second half. And really a, a better team defensive effort, but just individual plays that, you know, Shaden is a guy who is very much a work in progress on the defensive end, but he is making that progress. I think you're seeing it from a game to game basis. Didn't have the game he would have liked to had back home versus the Raptors on either end of the ball. Granted, they did get the victory, but Shaden maybe not turning in the performance he would have liked to have had in that game. Same goes with the first half of the Pistons game. I think had three points, as I mentioned, got benched late in the first half, comes out, has a phenomenal second half. It's one game. It's one half. I don't know that we should go too far in terms of assuming that that's what it's going to be like going forward. And again, it was versus the Pistons team that is very young, was missing a few important pieces as well. But a lot of reasons to be very heartened by what you saw from Shaden and from the team in general in that game versus the Pistons and on that road trip. Other standouts from the Pistons game, as I mentioned, Jeremy Grant returning back to his old stomping grounds for 24 points, a rebound, and a steal in 38 minutes on 7-16 shooting from the field. Also, as I mentioned, getting into the line going 8-10 of 10 from the free throw line. DeAndre Ayton, another double-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 steals to go with an assist and a block in 34 minutes. DeAndre Ayton, the past two games versus the Pistons and the Raptors, really coming into his own. I think the team is finally kind of understanding how they're going to play with DeAndre. I think he's finally building some chemistry with some of the guards after Anthony Simons went out after that first game. So I think we're starting to see really what we expected to see out of DeAndre Ayton. Double doubles in his last two games. Also set a career high in rebounding in the game versus the Raptors. That's what you want to see out of a guy, particularly in his early days with your team. 11 points, seven assists for Scoot Henderson, who did leave after just 20 minutes with a right ankle sprain. We're going to get an update here soon on his status going forward. Tumani Kamara, seven points, seven rebounds, a block, and a steal in 26 minutes. As I mentioned, played an important role in slowing down Cade Cunningham, particularly in the second half. I think we're seeing that this coaching staff really seems to trust Tumani late in games, something that you wouldn't necessarily expect for a rookie. But I think we're seeing that Tumani Kamara, maybe not your average second round rookie. Robert Williams, after sitting out the Pistons game, six points, eight rebounds, steal, and three blocks in just 19 minutes, a very efficient game for Rob, and then 14 points, six rebounds, six assists, and a steal from Malcolm Brogdon in 25 minutes. I think we're really seeing some of the best of what Malcolm Brogdon has to offer coming in, again, playing very efficiently, very smart. It's almost like teams forgot how good Malcolm Brogdon is. He gets in the game. It's almost like the defense really doesn't react to him until he has a few opportunities to get into the paint, which he's done over and over and over again for this team. Fantastic guy in the locker room. Really enjoying what we're seeing out of Malcolm Brogdon. And then another guy you should get a shout out to, Skylar Mays. Two points, one rebound, two assists in just eight minutes, but played some important fourth quarter minutes for the team with Scoot Henderson out. Skylar, a guy who, again, G League guy, two-way guy. Has played some NBA ball, but has spent most of his time in the G League, but looks comfortable out there, knows what he can do, is a guy who's not going to cause you any problems. He's not going to take a ton of shots. He's not going to be a guy who's going to be trying to make himself the focal point out there, but he's able to go out there and play at his own pace and do just enough to make the coaching staff feel very confident putting him out late in games. 
in crunch time, which they did versus the Pistons on Wednesday night. So again, just a very all-around solid game for the Trailblazers and just kind of shows the progression that they have been making, being able to see like, hey, if you guys follow the game plan, if you listen to what the coaching staff is telling you about the things that you need to do in this game, if you go out and do those things, you are going to have success that you can then see by way of getting wins. That goes a long way to convincing a young team like, hey, we can do this. And if we really do what the coaches are asking us to do, even when they might be getting pissed off at us about things, as was the case Wednesday night, that is coming from a place where they just want us to get better. They want the entire team to improve. I'm going to go ahead and take that coaching, even if in the moment it might bother me a little bit to get yelled at or to get benched. If it's going to result in better things going forward, I am more than willing to endure those things. I think that's what we're seeing from this team right now. It's the culture that I think that Chauncey is trying to set. And going to and one on a road trip, five games into the season, tough times are going to be ahead. The schedule does get more difficult for the Trailblazers here going forward. But for a young team to do what they did on that last road trip, where I don't think a lot of us had a whole lot of expectations for what they were going to do on that trip, again, makes you feel like they're getting this thing moving in the right direction. And maybe not ahead of schedule, but at least on the right track. All right, moving on. Not only did the Trailblazers get their first two wins of the season on this recently completed road trip, they got their first two wins versus the spread on this trip as well. As I mentioned on the last episode, the Blazers got their first win versus the spread in their victory versus Toronto. They were 10-point dogs in that game, ended up winning the game by eight points. And then they were three and a half point underdogs versus the Detroit Pistons, end up winning that game by nine. I think that's going to be something that you're basically going to see from the Blazers this year in terms of those betting lines. I think it's going to be fairly uncommon for them to be favored in games this season. They opened up as two and a half point underdogs versus the 0-5 Grizzlies for their in-season tournament game, which we'll talk about here in a minute. So despite the fact that the Grizzlies haven't won a game, they're still the favorite team playing on the road versus the Trailblazer team that's just won two games. Now, granted, I have seen that line is, I think, down to 1.5 at this point, but still, the fact that the Blazers, coming off two wins, are a home underdog to a team that is still winless, a little bit surprising, but also I think it just goes to show how kind of little Vegas thinks of this team right now, or at least how unsure they are of this team right now. As it goes on, I think some of these lines will probably get a little bit closer, but as it is right now, I think it's very unlikely the Blazers are going to be favored very often this season, which, if you got a good eye, you can use that to your advantage. And with two wins, the Blazers are now 7% of the way to surpassing their over-under of 28.5 wins after playing 6% of their games. So basically, they're 7% of the way to getting the over after 6% of their games. So they're slightly ahead of schedule, but just barely. I don't really think that's probably a very good way to look at those things anyways, but we are going to update those. And as of right now, they are slightly ahead of schedule. If they were able to win the game versus the Grizzlies on Friday in their first in-season tournament game, they would be more than 10% of the way to their season win total, which after a week and a half of games, not a bad place to be. Moving on, the Trailblazers play their first in-season tournament game, period, I guess, Friday night versus the Grizzlies here in Portland. The first of two games versus the Grizzlies this weekend. Only the first one counts towards the in-season tournament group play standings. The Trailblazers are in West Group A with the Suns, Lakers, Jazz, and Grizzlies. They'll play each one of those teams once, two games at home, two games on the road. The team with the best record moves on to the knockout stage, which happens in Las Vegas. The Blazers and the other 29 teams in the NBA releasing their in-season tournament courts that are going to be used for in-season tournament games. You've probably seen the Blazers one. It is almost entirely red, has Rip City in the middle, has the in-season tournament trophy in the middle, which I don't think any of us had really ever seen before or really know what it looks like, but it is on there. 
The important thing to remember about the in-season tournament, at least at this point in the group stage, is that basically these are just games. These are games that the Blazers would be playing anyways. They're part of their regular schedule. They are specifically in-season tournament games. But if they don't end up moving on to the knockout round, they just end up playing two additional games to get to 82 games a season. So all you really need to know about the in-season tournament at this point is that the Blazers are playing a game on Friday that will count towards those standings. They will continue to play in-season tournament games for the rest of the month. That schedule, again, has the Blazers hosting the Grizzlies on the 3rd at the Utah Jazz on November 17th for their second West A group game. Three days later, at home versus the Lakers, November 17th. And then they wrap up group stage in Phoenix versus the Suns on November 21st. At that point in time, we will know if the Blazers are going to be moving on to play the winner of the other groups, or if they will just play two more games to get to 82 games. But the first goal is to get the game on Friday versus the Grizzlies. As I mentioned, Memphis slightly favored. By the time the game comes around, I'm not so entirely sure that they will be. I think pending Scoot Henderson's availability will be maybe the difference between them being favored or not favored. We'll know that soon enough. But Friday... In-season tournament game, Blazers debuting not only their in-season tournament court, but also their city edition jerseys versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Now you know. And finally, even though it doesn't make for especially compelling podcast content, the Trailblazers did release their 2023-24 NBA City Edition today, the Keep Portland Plaid uniform, which pays homage to legendary championship-winning coach Dr. Jack Ramsey. To quote the press release, the jersey blends Dr. Jack's iconic plaid pattern fashions with modern aesthetics and a nod to the Trailblazers' founding broadcaster Bill Shonley with the popular retro Rip City wordmark across the chest. The city is known for its uniquely bold attitude, always willing to push the boundaries of self-expression and receive inspiration from anywhere and everywhere, utilizing the bold attitude of the city and Coach Ramsey's trend-setting and bold plaid pattern fashions that he confidently wore courtside. This year's city edition uniform is sure to turn heads and make a statement, keep Portland plaid. Even though this is not the statement jersey, it is the city jersey. It does make a statement, but it's not the statement jersey. Uniform base features the Trailblazers' primary black team color adorned with the bold Dr. Jack plaid patterned access wings, waistband, and Rip City wordmark, a tone-on-tone black plaid pattern, say that three times fast, drapes down the side of the jersey and shorts as a nod to our original plaid city edition uniform design. Additional uniform elements include retro off-white numbers set with red accent trim, a replica of the Dr. Jack tribute patch that the team wore after his passing on the waistband a touch of modern flair with the primary pinwheel logo on the shorts and dr jack's handwritten signature on the jock tag which is the thing that they put the actual size of the jersey they call that a jock tag i guess as the last tribute to the legendary coach as they've mentioned over and over and over again friday's game is a plaid out they want you to wear plaid to the in-season tournament game so new court new uniforms they're hoping people show up in plaid those are for sale right now. I'm not entirely sure how many are for sale. I know that there has been issues with the release of those jerseys. And I know a lot of people haven't really liked these city distant jerseys that have been released this year. I'd say Portland's is, uh, is one of the better options. I might be a little bit biased there, but some of those other options are god-awful. If you want to get a look at those jerseys, obviously a podcast, as I mentioned, not a great place to do that. Go to trailblazers.com or any of the team's social channels. They will have those draped all over the place. Every season, City Edition jersey. Might be too many jerseys at this point, but they're just going to keep on turning them out anyways. So hopefully Portland keeps making decent ones, which I do feel like Portland has generally had some of the better City Edition jerseys. I don't think we have any real big misses just yet. They all didn't pop maybe the way you would like them to, but I don't think they've absolutely missed as a number of franchises have. 
though the teams don't have a ton of say in a lot of these jerseys either, so take it up with Nike, folks. And that will do it for this edition of The Briefcase, though we do have some late-breaking news. Scoot Henderson is out for Friday's game versus the Memphis Grizzlies, the first in-season tournament game with a sprained right ankle that he sustained in the third quarter of Wednesday's victory versus the Pistons. Shaden Sharp also listed as probable with a right thumb injury. Anthony Simons and Ishwain Wright also out of that game as well. So the Blazers down to Shaden Sharp and Malcolm Brogdon and Skylar Mays as their guard rotation for that game on Friday. First, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies missing quite a few guys as well, including Derek Rose, not to mention John Rant, obviously. So two teams, both missing a number of players, going to be facing off on Friday, in-season tournament at Moda Center, 7 o'clock start time, Root Sports, 6.20 a.m. Check it out. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. We will talk to you next week. Go Blazers.